Welcome to the Mind Matters Podcast, hosted by Gordon Bruin, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this insightful podcast, Gordon explores the intricate relationship between the mind and the brain, shedding light on the fascinating world of psychology and neuroscience. By delving into this complex interplay, the podcast will empower you with a deeper understanding of your mental processes, paving the way for personal healing and growth. Join Gordon Weekly as he unravels the mysteries of the mind, offering valuable insights and practical guidance for your mental health and a more profound connection with your inner self. In this podcast, I want to talk about how the environment really impacts us as human beings. Our living situation, those whom we associate with, just encourage you to pay attention to that as I discuss a couple of ideas today. Going back to 1971, as the Vietnam War was heading into its 16th year, there were a couple of congressmen, Robert Steele and Morgan Murphy, uh, that made a discovery that stunned the American public. While visiting the troops, they had learned that over 15% of the U.S. soldiers stationed in Vietnam had become addicted to heroin. And further research indicated that about 35% of those over there serving in the military had tried heroin and as much as 20% had become addicted. Now, most of my career has been dealing with those who struggle with addiction issues. And some of those cases in residential facilities Also, I spent about seven years in working in methadone clinics. Now, a methadone clinic, if you're not familiar with that, is a treatment facility that tries to help heroin addicts, opiate addicts. That's where OxyContin comes in, Lortab, um, things like that. And... Methadone is a synthetic opiate, means a man-made opiate with some of the similarities that it's a much longer lasting drug. Whereas heroin is a very fast acting drug, means it takes about four or five hours to get through the system approximately. And that varies from individual to individual. But methadone, once ingested, it's an oral drug. Um, I guess it can come in pill forms too, but in methadone clinics, they use the, the liquid drug. It lasts for 24 to 36 hours before an individual goes into withdrawal. And if you have never really understand, understood the nature of addiction and what it is, when someone becomes addicted to heroin, what happens is their body has reached a, a certain tolerance, whereas they need the drug in their system in order not to get sick. So when the heroin drug runs out, runs out after about four or five hours, their body starts to go into withdrawal and they feel just a horrendous sickness. It's just like the worst flu you can imagine, chills, shakes, um, nauseated, and all that goes with that. So if an individual has methadone in their system, they're, they're able to go from day to day, they just come to the clinic, take their methadone, and then they're, they should be fine for 24 to 36 hours, but they come in every day. And, and then as people um, show 
that they're trustworthy with the medication because it's extremely potent and powerful. They get take-homes where they don't have to come to the clinic every day, that they can take a lockbox to the clinic and they take you know three or four doses home so they can only come to the clinic a couple times a week. Anyway, it's a very, very powerful drug. All opiates are. And so back to talking about what happened with the Vietnam vets as they were coming back to America is that the government was extremely concerned about unleashing, you know, 20% of the veterans across the country and what that would do because they were going, oh my goodness, we're dealing with heroin addiction. You don't just get off of that. And, and what are we going to do? Well, that's where Lee Robbins comes in. She was a researcher and she followed these individuals. So when they came home, my understanding is that they were detoxed and then they were sent home across the country. And as she followed up with them a year later, the stunning results was only 5% of them had become re-addicted within a year. And just 12% had relapsed within three years. That's stunning as compared to what I have seen working with individuals who come to a residential treatment facility. I've, I've worked with a couple of those. And so when someone's trying to get off heroin, they come into a safe environment. They cannot have access to the drug. They go through a pretty uh, challenging detox. And then, and then, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And then we're in the process of having them go back out into the environment. But the real issue is, and this is what the Lee Robbins study really showed us, is that the environment is a main contributor to addiction. Because here in America, when someone comes to a residential treatment facility, and we send them back out into the community, most always they, they go back to where they came from, have the same associations, it's the same environment, and approximately 90% of them start using again immediately and then become re-addicted. It's not uncommon for individuals to go through the treatment cycle over and over again. We would see the same frequent flyers over and over again because of the environment and the psychological impact that that has on us. So, and that, and that's what was so stunning with the Lee Robbins uh, research is that 95% did not be, not become re-addicted because it wasn't associated with the horrors of war and being over in Vietnam. But any situation that reminded them of that could be highly triggering. And it's just through, through this podcast, what I encourage you to do, the takeaway from this is, is go home. If you're not struggling with an addiction. Um, it still is impactful because clutter, clutter impacts us. It, it weighs on us. And so go home and clean up. Many of the times when I'm, I'm having um, sessions with clients, um, I will say, what are your goals for this week? And they'll often say, oh man, I, I need to clean up my apartment. I need to, you know, do my laundry. It's very easy to let things pile up. One, well, anyway, anyway, there's tons of stories about people 
um, who are living in, in squalor in their own homes. And I know the impact psychologically that it can have if you just clean up, straighten up, just test it out for yourself. One of, one of the things that I'm grateful that my father and mother taught me, they cleaned up the kitchen every single night before they went to bed. Every night, there was never a dish, a dirty dish left in the sink. And so when they got up in the morning and came down, it was completely clean. And that's something that's just kind of stuck with uh, me and my wife. Before we go to bed, I wouldn't say it's all the time. I'd say about 90, seriously, 90, 95% of the time, we have everything completely in order before we go to bed. Another thing is that one of the things we do when we wake up in the morning, um, I usually get up early and go exercise and she'll get up and the bed's always made. When I come home, the bed is always made. It looks like a model home when you walk in. And it, it's just a good feeling. So I would encourage you, if you're struggling with some depression or even anxiety, living in a cluttered environment can have a psychological impact on you. So clean up, straighten up. And I would encourage you right now, if look at the situation in, in your living environment. Picture it in your mind's eye. And when you walk in, if it's, if it's cluttered, pay attention to how you feel in your body as you're looking at things. And then clean up, straighten up, organize, and then sit back when you're done and look at it, observe it, and pay attention to have you, how you feel. And I'll bet that you will find a, a, something inside of you that says this feels good. There's, there, there's energy that flows. There's a whole science around this called feng shui. And uh, if you want some help on that, just Google that. Look for suggestions on how to create uh, an environment. There's, I mean, there's a whole science and study of that. And the purpose of this podcast is not to go that deep. But, but you know what I'm saying? Just clean up. Just straighten up. Just organize and pay attention to how you feel after you go through the motions of doing that. Thank you for joining us. If you want more in-depth knowledge and tools to aid your recovery journey, check out Gordon Bruin's book, Recovery Simplified. Gordon dives deeper into the complex mind, offering a comprehensive guide to the recovery process. To get your hands on this priceless resource, visit our website at gordonbruin.com, where you'll find more information about Recovery Simplified and how it can be a powerful companion toward healing and personal transformation.